see my bars are going left right center all that good stuff that's good mine too i'm feeling confident about this one <laughs> yeah couldn't mess it up any worse than the last recording from my end that's true and i'm like not like asleep at half asleep in the dead of night so that should mm -hmm. it be nothing seems, but positive it seems weird i can see you in the sunlight and uh i'm surprised you didn't explode into a fiery pile of ash you know? <laughs> <laughs> listen if you read, read the original novel i don't explode in the sunlight i just lose most of my powers oh okay. i can't shapeshift well, right now i'm learning some vampire lore i can get behind that yeah. i never said vampire <laughs> that was those were your words what? your words let, ladies and gentlemen let, let the record show <laughs> It seems weird that I always have to invite you into the Teams program for the uh, the podcast, you know? That's just... Like, I'm you're just, not able to enter the room. That's just polite. That's just being polite. Those are just good old classic 11th century manners. <laughs> <laughs> the good old oh. days. You know what looks kind of funny that I really want to see? Um, that new vampire movie. With, Renfield. Uh, yeah, Renfield with the Nicolas Cage, man. I'm really excited to see him in something that I think he's he was just born for this role. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely they cast Nicolas Cage for a reason. Like, mm -hmm. he's a larger-than-life personality, which you need for Dracula in a movie like this to clash with. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a role that's meant to clash. So, right? the man in knows how to clash. Style. Yeah, his acting style. Like, he's so animated. And everything he does, like his facial expressions are so amazing, man. I just remember face off. Like every time he would something bad would happen or you have to kill somebody or a final scene, like he's just he's fucking it, man. I was, I was laughing watching the ads for it because I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> I know you're very pro Nick Cage, so I'm happy for you. It's exciting to see, man. I wouldn't mind seeing it. What's the, uh, you know, those memes that have been going around now, like the gifts that have been going on forever, where it's Nicolas Cage and uh, Pedro Pascal driving in the car? Uh huh. I think that's from a movie called The Unfathomable Weight of, like, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Have you? I haven't. I wouldn't mind seeing it, though. That's Still one, as that's ever. one that I keep, yeah. So, like, I remember talking uh, with a few people. I'm like, fuck, what movie is that from? Like, that's. It's got to be worth a watch, man. I'm a big fan of Pedro Pascal after all the uh, the work he's done that I've seen recently. Oh, he's great. And, uh, and Nick Nick Cage is just a he's a grand slam of an actor and a human being. I think so. Yeah, definitely. Um, as, I as ever, I'm behind on a lot of stuff, including that. But uh, yeah, Nick Cage is is Nick Cage, living legend at this point, and Pedro Pascal is great. He's like at the top of his game. So I can't I can't imagine that movie being anything but but grand. A grand Even if it's spectacle. just for a laugh, like just like some shit show of a movie, just for fun that they might have done. I think it'd be be I, good to see. But I think that's what it is because he's playing himself, right? Mm-hmm. You know playing... who might save the movies for me is Nick Cage. Fuck Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I needed a classic Nick Cage film to get me back into theaters. So you got a couple of them. I guess the yeah. one's not in theaters now, but but mm. yeah. Um, we'll catch up. Well, I'll play. I'll play catch up get back on the nick cage train and, and see how many oh god i can't even imagine how many movies he's done since i last you know have you seen pig paid pig that's a relatively recent one like last couple of years that people like oh, okay doesn't he just keep producing like i remember even 
eight years ago, one of the big jokes was uh, some guy did a video and it's like, I'm going to play Nick. He's playing Nick Cage and Nick Cage's agent. Uh-huh. <laughs> the whole time he's just like, hey, Nick, I got a movie and uh, I don't know about this one, man. It's about, he's like, I'll do it like, before he even hears about what it is. And I think that's a college humor video. I think I know the one you're referring to. That but... would make sense. Yeah. So well, that was when he was, ago. that was from his kind of period. I think we're out of that period now, hopefully for him. But like that was from his period where he was running into a lot of financial trouble and wasn't really in the position to say no to any money coming in, right? Which is when he got his uh, his whole reputation of like doing anything. It's like he would do anything because he was kind of desperate, not like regular poor though, person like... desperate, but like but like you know I I have a mortgage on like three or four castles slash mansions, and, <laughs> castles. you know crazy movie star desperate. Yeah, what will I do if I lose my eighth Lamborghini? Like yeah, that won't look good. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, I think he had like an First agent or a family problem. member who like fucked him out of a lot of money somehow. Oh, it was like, yeah, it was like situation. Yeah, it was like uh, just just not a not a good situation for him. So that led to him no. not being able to be as selective as he might have otherwise been. But well, now, now he's just like kind of rolled jerk. with it. It like he he let yeah. it kind of he let it kind of be what it is and like uh, you know assimilated part of it into like his persona his like uh public image and it seems like it's yeah. helped him inform like i don't know if he would have taken the job as renfield gets... now if he if he yeah. hadn't gotten that kind of reputation no i think it really uh it really kind of pushed him out of the typecast he was in right starting to do all these movies where he's just like i could do anything it's like all right fuck it let's see what you can do man Pretty much, yeah. He's like, yeah. I said yes to everything. He's like Jim Carrey's character in Yes Man. He's like, I said yes to everything, and it was liberating. And now yeah. that I I went through a period where I had to do everything, now I can do anything. Good for him. That's got to be a, yeah, man. Like, talk about, uh, I don't know if I would call him having Hollywood financial troubles rock bottom. But to come back from something like that where clearly he was uh, a big in rough back. enough shape. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So good for him, man. Yeah. It just makes me appreciate Nick Cage that much more. We we are pro <laughs> Nick Cage on this podcast. Nick, uh, if, uh, I know you're listening, so thank you for all your all your wonderful work over the years. And we, I, I know it's like lost to the sands of time and never got got uploaded correctly. But he, our first episode was Face Off, right? So best best movie, one of the best movies of all times. Before we even knew what this podcast was, we're like, I don't know, something about movies. Face Off's a movie. Let's talk about yeah. Face Off. Let's talk about Nick Cage, but not make it super obvious. So we'll do like 67 episodes, okay? And then we'll get into the Nick Cage bit, you know? Hell yeah. This is a bit of a long haul, really, to transform our podcast into a Nick Cage appreciation time. Absolutely. We should do like the Nick Cage Minute, one of those movie minute podcasts. Just, just I was thinking like just a, every time we do a recording, just one a solid minute of Nick Cage updates. Oh, that would be Nick great. Cage facts, yeah like thanks for tuning into this episode you know we're talking about weekend at bernie's but here's some stuff about nick cage and then we never get around to talking about weekend at bernie's <laughs> it's just like a hundred episodes and it always starts off with a new movie we were supposed to do and yeah. then just devolves into a 20 minute nick cage fangirl thing but it's always the same we always hit <laughs> the exact same points that we really like about nick cage and it never really gets any better all right. Well, if we'd had the foresight when we started this podcast, then, you know, yeah, 
<sighs> Where was Captain Hindsight when we needed him? You know? Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, is there any other actors that you feel like uh, will fill in that role, like a Nick Cage type role going forward? Do you think Pedro Pascal might be getting uh, the torch passed down? Hmm. Passing the Nick Cage torch. Um, is it even possible? It's not out of the question, I guess, but like a lot of Nick Cage's appeal is that he's so unique. Um, I don't know if Pascal is the is maybe the one to do it, as great as he is. I don't know if he's got the same thing going on, but only time will tell. It sort of seemed like Shia LaBeouf was headed that route um, mm-hmm. at, at a certain point. You know, the world couldn't get a bunch of, enough of Shia LaBeouf, and um, yeah. You know, he's got, he's, uh, it's a different situation for him. Like, I don't know what's going on in his personal life. Shia, I know you're listening, but, uh, I assume, I assume everyone listens to this. Um, yeah, time, maybe he'll have a huge comeback and, and, uh, I think he's got the, got the, the he's got it, but he's, uh, I think he's he's got it in him. He's enamored with it, with his, um, with honing his craft, right? He yeah. sees it as I think I think he sees it maybe uh, in a different light than a lot of people. I'm not really sure the way that Nick Cage approaches his acting style. Be uh, I read, interesting uh, to see in some interviews, you know. Yeah, I I did read an a like I don't, I don't know how entertaining a podcast is when you're like here's some stuff I read on Reddit, but there wasn't <laughs> there was an AMA that he did where hold on sorry it's a fucking great way to do a podcast. Oh good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then, then we're fine then. Um, yeah. But yeah, I read like some stuff uh, that, that he was saying to the people online. And it's, he, his responses were like really, like really gracious and like thoughtful. And he wasn't afraid to say like, you know, in my acting career, I've, I've tried different methods. Like I tried like this method of acting, which was like pol- comes from Polish theater in the 1880s and stuff. And like he seemed like he was like really educated on the history of acting the choices he makes are yeah. really informed by him having like some formal education and he's like, he, he just likes being able to do interesting stuff. It was kind of cool and refreshing to see like hmm. that. He's really just into it on that, that level of, of uh, being into his craft. It's like he's educated as a, an acting coach, but with unfathomable talent. Yes. Just, just oozing talent. <laughs> And in a position to just be a very goofy rendition of Dracula. I so like it's that, like, man. yeah, like the, I mean, I mean, the pins are lined up for him to just knock it down consistently right now. So mm-hmm. we're lucky. We're lucky to have Nicolas Cage, I think. Absolutely. You know, it, it just got me thinking on a similar train of thought of like uh, quality actors who would be handed that torch and not necessarily getting handed the torch, but, um, I think that Jack Black deserves to be in the conversation for uh, all-time great actors, as Nicholas, such as Nicholas, Nicholas Cage. He's having a moment right now because of uh, I haven't seen it yet, but the Mario movie. He plays yeah. Bowser, and like I'm seeing, like he sings a song. I guess he sings like a love ballad or something in that movie as Bowser. Isn't it just peaches, 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 or something like that? I don't know. I didn't want to, I didn't want to look at it and ruin for myself when I finally see Mario, but it's like, yeah. I yeah. think it's like the, kind of like the Agatha all along thing from WandaVision, where it's like, the song's just becoming popular in its own right, and it's like, getting a lot of, getting a lot of hits and stuff. Right now, I can tell you, for next year's Oscars, I will be selecting that for the original song that wins the Oscar. 
I don't know if it's original. Not it's not even original. That's not <laughs> okay. No. So how about this? We don't know if it's nominated yet, but it'll be nominated. Okay, but but <laughs> do you want to lock it in right now? <laughs> Just a throwaway question. What if right off what if off? we do that? Because next year, when when the third annual belated box Oscars comes up, um, yeah. Usually we we guess the we guess the winners and, tr- and try to beat each other in points. So what if we make it interesting? And now we have to, before the end of the year, right? Cause mm-hmm. by December th- of this year, they will not have not uh, like announced the nominees. What if we lock in our guesses before the nominees are announced? Ooh, I like that idea. Or like, you know, like which you got to make like a couple choices to see like if um, what movies might get nominated for which categories. Hmm. I like this. I like that. I like yeah. These- We'll get some wheels turning on that. That's got some traction already in my head. So uh, fantastic. We'll, we'll try to make it work for sure. I'm gonna write that down so I don't forget it. That's <laughs> that's something I would do. <laughs> yeah. Like December uh, comes along, and it's like, so that's our Christmas episode, everybody. So Jeff, who'd you pick for the Oscars? And you'd be like, what? <laughs> who was Oscar? <laughs> <laughs> that Grouch in the trash can? What you talking about? Yeah. I live in a fucking trash can. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> bitch i'm the poorest motherfucker on sesame street no one's helping me <laughs> okay so lock in pre-nomination oscar guesses how about this you don't have to you don't have to guess um pre-nomination but if you do double points bonus points yeah, yeah. did we even discuss what happened with the last one um I don't think we did. I, I beat you, but not by quite quite as wide a margin. Yeah, we might. Yeah, so we might here, have brought here it up. is my hold on. Here's my takeaway. Okay. You remained static. Well, I had a massive, massive boost in points. Uh, I'm taking it as a win. Okay, I, know I didn't win, but I'm heading in the right direction. So uh, consider me rebuilding my franchise. So the Bladed Box Oscar or Box Oscars. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we most improved. Uh, mm-hmm. I yes. guess is yes. one one way to look at it. I think let's I'll, call it a rebuild. It just sounds better. You know what? That's fair. I'll I think I'll uh, I'll toast to you uh, while I'm drinking those two beers that you owe me. Cheers. I'm gonna have to make a bet so we can cancel those beers out now. <laughs> <laughs> double it, double or nothing, double or nothing. With my luck, I'm gonna end up owing you a whole case of beer. <laughs> I wouldn't hate that. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know many of my friends that would. <laughs> And the ones that would, I don't know if we're friends anymore. So, Because <laughs> they cut uh, you out after the intervention? It was a rough go. You know, they didn't need to corner me like that. That was bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Just ambush you like that? Half of them weren't even my friends. They were like, family? I don't know how to pronounce it. but <laughs> Well done. Anyways, um, the intervention did not go as planned. Thanks for, thanks, for, thanks for sticking with me, Pat. According to, according to whose plan? <laughs> it went It went to my plan, that's for sure. It went accordingly. Sitting in the corner with a <laughs> bottle of bourbon being, ah, leave him alone. I told you he was fine. See, Ugh. he says he's all right. <laughs> Quit picking on him. Look, he'll get a job, all right? Just give him some more time. <laughs> I, I pulled an intervention on that intervention. You got to intervene in an intervention every once in a while, man. Just remind people. You know what I think it is, man? I wouldn't have had this intervention if the government didn't change the guidelines to uh, normal drink consumption to two drinks a week. 
Oh, I don't know so much normal. That... I that was surprising. So I, yeah. I was surprised at that at first, but I guess uh, to their credit, like uh, they didn't say like more than two drinks a week is like disordered drinking, like you have a problem, just that you can't be considered low risk for certain uh, alcohol related health problems like heart disease and other stuff. But still, no, 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 no. stop with your facts, okay? The government is stomping all over my freedom. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This this requires an emergencies act. Um, your Alberta's showing. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> it's in my blood now. I got oil in my blood now. Um. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's uh, two drinks. It was weird to me because I'm kind of like, didn't they used to say like, you know, oh, it, you know, like a beer, one beer for women, two beers for men, a day helps reduce the uh, the chances of um, getting Alzheimer's. And then there was glass of red wine a day is good for your heart. Oh, yeah. Also, I think uh, um, a heart alcohol, one beverage of that a day is supposed to be good for your heart as well. I guess thinning your blood is supposed to be good for your heart. Um, either way, if you're supposed to do all these things that keep you healthy via alcohol, you are well above the national standards. Yeah, well, I it's I think that's confusing. kind of the point where they were like, stop saying that stuff. Stop <laughs> drinking red wine at breakfast as part of your protein smoothie and, and saying that you're looking out Six for your health. Six-pack day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, because you're too fucking drunk to go see one. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. What do you? What do you? Do you um, consume alcoholic beverages for the health purposes, or is that just a, a friendly byproduct? I don't think there's any health benefits. <laughs> like, I, it's all bullshit. Like, it's like they used to say smoking was good for you because it calms your nerve and and stuff, and it's not. Um, but yeah, since you asked, allegedly, uh, allegedly, I know a couple of doctors that have done some studies. Okay, that show that smoking is completely helpful for pregnant women stress reduction <laughs> yeah <laughs> that couple that with a beer my mom smoked when she was pregnant with me and i turned out good my mom started smoking when she found out she was pregnant with me <laughs> jesus another one <laughs> since you asked though Doc i guess about uh, about like uh my drinking habits have, have changed pretty immensely thanks to uh kind of shaking off the dust of the pandemic like we're in 2023 now so it's been a while since lockdown but i had like i think a lot of people were like got a little too used to drinking pretty much every day like five or six days a week during the pandemic and stuff and like drinking alone because yeah. you're always alone so i had a, a like my, mine kind of like came to a head a few months ago where i was like kind of shook off the the haze and was like you know i didn't used to drink all this much maybe i don't need to be drinking like two beers after work every single day yeah then i started drinking like <laughs> yeah. I, i'm like okay i'm just gonna drink on the weekends and that'll, that'll be good yeah and then i just started realizing like man i feel better throughout the week like i'm sleeping better throughout the week and like <laughs> on the weekend like i just didn't realize i feel so bad all the time when yeah. it was just the weekends well, so yeah. now my new thing is like I don't need to be drinking alone because that's another thing I got really used to during the pandemic is like maybe if I'm sitting at home on a Saturday, I'm playing my video games like maybe that's not an excuse that it's fine to just drink a half a bottle of scotch to myself. Yeah, I'll just, yeah. you know, drink when I'm hanging out with people who are drinking and maybe leave it at that. So that's, yeah, that's you been know, good. That's a, that's definitely a, an important thing, right? The fa Well, the fact that you recognized and uh, 
and saw positive things coming out of your reduction in drinking is good. But as you're right, like this whole pandemic thing, people are shaking it off. I'm seeing a bunch of ads talking about that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like if you need help, you see someone who needs help. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. And it's uh, it's good to see because, I mean, I think you're, uh, you're right. A lot of people were trending in the same direction. Um, and I'm curious to see now what kind of increase in sales there was in uh, Irish cream liqueurs. Like your Baileys and your knockoff Baileys. Just I to put in be... your coffee. Yeah, I would be absolutely uh, shocked if it didn't like double or triple as soon as everyone found out they were working from home. <laughs> oh, okay. I see what you mean. I don't <laughs> know why Baileys. Yeah. I don't know why you pick Baileys in particular, but yeah, I can. I can. I think it. it's just. I think basically, if you mention Baileys, people know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you're spicy. You know you're mean? having a fun coffee that morning. Yeah, exactly. Maybe and that's I just to have fun to be coffees like, all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like not just for Christmas morning anymore. It's mm-hmm. like now it's for any Tuesday. I'm fine. Every, every morning's Christmas morning when you don't have to go to the office. <laughs> just <laughs> shaking before you have your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to make light of horrible situations. Um, uh, you know. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, it was rough go, man. But we're 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 free and clear now. So yeah, I think that's a good step. And you know, I've been uh, I've been finding the same. Oh, yeah. It was getting really bad when I was able to find that I could drink like 10 or 12 beers and then wake up fine the next morning. Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's, um, I believe that's called functioning alcoholism. And <laughs> so I was just like, maybe dial that back a little bit. And, uh, same kind of thing, right? I just decided, like, yeah, I don't need to drink during the weekdays. And, uh, I felt better, um, especially in the mornings. And then even on the weekends, it was kind of like, well, if we're not going out, if we're not doing anything, like maybe I'll just smoke a joint instead of drink a, a six pack or, you know, like you said, a half a bottle of scotch and then right. fucking completely blunder the next day. I found it really dipped into my weekends. Oh, yeah. Your weekend just gets eaten up because you wake up at yeah. like noon on Saturday <laughs> and you're like, whatever, may as well start drinking. And then you wake up at like <laughs> two in the afternoon on Sunday and you're like, Gotta go to work in a few hours, and it's like, congratulations. (laughs) And I was finding, too, like, not only does it, like, take away a big chunk of your weekend and make it feel like the blink of an eye, but, like, I'm exhausted on Monday morning, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm in my my mid-30s here. I'm not recovering from alcohol as quickly, so if I'm drinking Friday night, Saturday night, probably Sunday night, too, by Monday, it's just like, I've gotten no rest. Like I'm no, fresh as a daisy brutal. by like Thursday, but on Mon- on Monday I'm just like, oh no. Yeah, freshed and prepped to drink all weekend again so you can fuck up the rest of your week. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's how it was going. It's a vicious cycle. Um But yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. That that was always the worst, right? On Sunday, you're like, where did the weekend go? You're like, oh yeah, we went out Saturday night. And I wish I could wake up at noon kind of sleep off a hangover i got a four-year-old dad let's go outside and play dad let's go to the park dad let's do this and i'm like i'm so fucking dead right now basically that's all a right new set let's of problems. go <laughs> i don't know yeah. what a hangover is and i don't care <laughs> <laughs> no I, I do really yeah so like i think that was the, the biggest thing for me coming out of the pandemic was uh don't be drinking so just much re- reduce yeah just reducing my alcohol intake has been uh has been great that but yeah it was it was a couple of years where it was a little blurry yeah i think i started a podcast or something yeah i don't remember doing it but i mean somehow we are they just keep posting these episodes and my voice is on there 
<laughs> I haven't seen any money from it yet. Not yet. I think we have to drink more to get money. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to start right now. 